0: Hey everybody, this is S. Anthony Thomas. This is the S. Anthony Thomas Show. And as promised, I'm having on my first guest ever. I told you that we're going to be guests on this program. And my first guest, I couldn't think of anybody I'd want to talk to more than this man. He's a friend of mine for 25 years. Very funny comedian named Christopher R. Porter. No, not the guy from Last Comic Standing. This Christopher Porter, who goes by Christopher R. Porter, is just as funny, but not as famous yet a friend of mine very funny guy and uh we have conversations on the phone because we're buddies and they're always entertaining and fun and i figured that, you know i'd like you to hear one of them because i think that you'll enjoy it and i'm pretty sure you're going to enjoy it and you know what i'm going to do i'm going to stop talking and let you enjoy it so are you ready to hear this thing of course you are let's do it All right, everybody, I told you I was going to have a guest on this show, okay? I told you I was going to have a guest on this show. This guy's been a friend of mine for, I'm not going to say how many years, because I'm only 27, even though we've been friends for damn near 30 years. I'm only 27. (laughs) I don't care what this bastard says, (laughs) okay? This guy's been a friend of mine. Love this guy like a brother. Yes, my friends. Ladies and gentlemen, good friend of mine, Mr. Chris Porter. Say hello to everybody, Chris.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Got to let him
0: know which Chris Porter I am, though. By the way, this is uh, not the Chris Porter from Last Comic Standing. I don't know that guy. Yeah. You would never hear me going, "Oh, Chris Porter, the guy I've never met." Love him yeah, like I'm a like brother. I don't know my that name, guy.
2: Stage name now is Christopher R. Porter.
0: You're Christopher R. Porter.
1: Yeah, it's it's a sucky stage name, but I but um, I did it because because um, in L. A. You know you want to have a SAG
2: name, and Christopher Porter was taken. And Chris Porter was taken, so you know.
0: I can relate I, uh, to that. I understand. I mean, you know, I, you know, who my name is. I, my name is Steve Thomas, and I changed my uh-huh. name to S. Anthony Thomas because my name is way too damn common. And also, and if, the artist formerly known as Prince was taken.
1: It's so funny because I have I have another friend named Mark
2: Smith.
0: Oh, good lord. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm gonna have some kids, and I'm just gonna name them one, two, Just to get it out of the way. <laughs> okay. Oh Don't man.
1: Name them all the same name,
0: like uh, what's oh, his name? Oh George
2: Foreman. Yeah, yeah. Oh good lord. What an
1: asshole! What a what a, what, a, what a dicky thing to do! What a egotistical thing to do! I think. Yeah. You know.
0: I just want to say for the record, uh, those of us at the S. Anthony Thomas show do not condone what uh, Chris Porter just said. (coughs) So, George Foreman, uh, if you decide to beat somebody's ass, remember, he just distinguished himself as Christopher R. Porter. (laughs) We're going to watch TMZ and the guy from Last Coming Stand is going to wake up with his ass whipped (laughs) and not know what the hell happened. (laughs) remember him oh my have god get the shit kicked him? Uh, okay. you know for those of you listening uh, Chris and I met in Los Angeles in the mid 90s we met outside of the laugh factory and uh, we've been friends ever since um, and uh, we have met some pretty interesting characters out in Los Angeles because you're a California yes. guy originally
2: yes I am I'm from
1: Southern California but I've lived all over the place lived in uh Lived in Seattle, San Francisco, San Diego. Went to school in San Diego and San Francisco, uh, um, and Seattle. And uh, uh, taught tennis in Tampa, Florida. That's where I started comedy. Actually, is in in Florida.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. you yeah. start? I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, where I started
1: at Ron Bennington's comedy scene.
0: Now I'm familiar with that. I've oh, heard of that. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: in Clearwater, Florida.
0: How, how did you? I mean, when you because essentially you just you just traded weather and uh, the omitted humidity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know. Yeah, but was I it like, was it was, like, the like LA, was the audience different there? Was the audience different there? Because when you came to L A., you know the audience is a little unique when it comes to Los Angeles. I,
2: I'm having trouble hearing. You. What
0: did you say? So when you uh, how was the audience different in Florida than it was for you when you came to Los Angeles?
1: answer that different because i was scared shitless because i was it's the, just the first couple months of me doing comedy um but i i actually got you know like beginner's luck i i i um, you know i took a class and at the end of the six weeks you perform and i had a great set it took me like a half a bottle of wine but uh i had a, I had a great set and then i and then for the next uh, three months i
0: I just hate it. <laughs> <laughs> For anybody out there that's ever tried comedy, uh, the first year is essentially uh, the world is hazing you. <laughs> yeah, you know, because you you really don't know yeah. the techniques yet, so you know you get you're getting a butt whooping the entire first year. Even though you have great sets, uh, there's going to be those sets that sneak in and beat you down and make you wonder yeah. why am I doing this. Just getting used to used to being up there, mm-hmm.
1: being on the stage, and uh, I, I remember I was I was uh, kind of nervous about how to use the mic,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. And I, I remember talking into the mic and, and talking way too loud, you know. <laughs> and uh, and you know you don't know how to use the mic. You don't know, you know, how to stand or you know, um, it's. It's a very foreign feeling, you know. I, I came from acting. Um, mm-hmm. I was an actor at San Diego State, and uh, it's funny because my comedy teacher, a guy named James Vernon, um, uh, very funny guy. Um, he um, he would say, "Well, you, you know, um, you got to get rid of the acting because you know it was like there was a." Fourth wall there, and in in stand up, you want to break that fourth wall and really communicate with the crowd. So it's entirely different than, than acting. Yeah, yeah. But I have a, I have a good story to tell you. Maybe this is the right time, Steve.
0: Mm hmm. I would think <laughs> I would think that this would be the right time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I I took that class in. In uh, Florida, the first, you know, right when I was leaving Florida, Mm -hmm. I um, I took it with this guy James Vernon, this um, uh, black guy who was really really funny and and he was a heroin addict actually turned out to be and that's what he told me. But um, um, it was very cool because, like, about I don't know, twelve years later, I came back. Clearwater and I was featuring and he was like doing a guest set that night and I hadn't seen him in all those years and and you know he didn't know whether I continued with comedy or not and it was pretty cool and I and I I killed that night but the, the night before I ate it but luckily luckily he was there on the night that I I killed it so it's you know that was uh, very cool actually
0: mm-hmm. i like the way you completely glossed over the heroin part <laughs> <laughs> I think um, it's like, um, okay. i'm like i'm sitting there going he goes i got a really cool st- story to tell you guys uh, yeah i was uh i did comedy in florida uh, i knew a guy that actually ate alligator testicles and he kicked his mom down the steps and then I had cornflakes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what the hell is he that? He hooked on heroin for a little while, but no, no, he, he didn't. Uh, he, he, but I just remember him saying that for some reason. And it uh, uh, was an interesting. I, I don't know. He was an interesting guy, uh, but um, yeah, I, I don't want him to just be known for you know heroin use. He was a very good comic. He was. He was a. You know, and and uh m- what we mostly went over was was joke writing in the class mm-hmm. you know how to how to write a joke and because um, you don't know when you first start, you don't know shit, you don't know you, know you know that's one thing I do notice now is is a lot of comics they just go out there and they they don't do they don't have anything in mind when they go out there. It's like a therapy session, you know. In, in an open mic, at least in an open mic, you should be doing, trying to work on some material. You,
0: you know, would think. Remember the remember the old uh, alternative comedy back in the nineties.
1: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. The alternative is not having any any jokes. <laughs>
0: because the funny thing about it is, just like anything else, when someone starts something, like the first five or six people that are doing alternative comedy were just interesting, unique human beings who are incredibly funny comics who didn't fit into the mold. Yeah. Which was fine. The next 900 of them were people who weren't as good as they were, trying to do exactly the same thing. It's like if someone goes, if someone watches a a, bas- a tape of uh, Michael Jordan playing basketball or, or LeBron James playing basketball and they're not good at basketball and then they try to play basketball and you're going, yes, I know you're wearing a, a shirt that says Jordan on the back of it, but... uh you're not Michael Jordan. He's <laughs> like, so you might want to calm down over there, Jack. Uh, cause I, I remember, remember the, so we used to play coffee houses. Um, I remember that. And, uh, I used to watch, I just sit in the back, watch people on stage. Here's the thing. If you have five minutes allotted, it's, it's a respect thing to do your five minutes. If you right. are sucking so badly that you are physically removing people from the audience with your aw- with your awfulness, get off. Yeah. <laughs> How many times <laughs> you-, you go to a coffee house and there's 17 people there and you're going, oh my god, there's 16 more people there than last night. This is great. How you guys doing tonight? Oh, uh, let me get these notes out real quick. Ah, uh, no, that's not it. Hold on. <laughs> it's five minutes I, I of that have people who say how are you doing tonight oh god i just couldn't uh, take that crap.
1: once in a while i will say i actually say that and I,
0: I don't like it when i say that your entire uh, act uh, is so unbelievably weird you can get a it's not a problem if you say that <laughs> you understand what i'm saying
2: you think my act is weird
0: uh uh, by the way, for those of you listening, Chris and I've been friends for three decades almost. So it's okay for me to say this crap. I've actually stayed in this house a couple times. For it was a couple of weeks before I moved back to New Jersey. So it's okay for me to say that uh, yes, you're a very weird man. Uh, uh, your act is even weirder. Still love you, but uh, you're weird as hell. And uh, <laughs> I'm equally weird, but I hide it better than you do. <laughs> Now I want to get back to I want to get back to you in Florida cuz I didn't even I didn't know I didn't remember that you had gone to Florida. But what got yeah. you from Florida back to California? I know this is your home. Did you come home because it was your home or was it was it I for came comedy? Home
1: because I didn't like Florida. I I am um, I'm I'm glad I went there mm-hmm. and it was interesting. But um I I didn't find the people there very intellectually curious let's put it that way
0: it's pretty interesting um, that we're recording this and you're saying this the day after the election <laughs> <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'll leave it at that I'm not going to go any further with that
1: there's still, there's still something up for grabs in Florida today something uh, I think a senator or something mm-hmm. you know, a president maybe I don't know
0: like I said, um, moving on um,
1: yeah
2: <laughs> 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 no, I I started started in Florida. I, I I was
1: an actor first at San Diego State, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, that helped me somewhat. Mm-hmm. You know, go to stand up, but it doesn't really help that much, to be honest, because uh, as a as an actor, you're kind of you can kind of hide, mm-hmm. you know, in your roles. As a stand up, you can't hide at all.
0: This is true. Um, when I took some acting classes back in the day, I took some uh, workshops and things of that nature, and I I used the Bruce Lee f- of philosophy: absorb what is useful, disregard what which is useless. There was there was about of the of the fifty thousand things I was taught, about ten percent were applicable to comedy. <laughs> right. Right. Everything else had nothing to do with stand up comedy. And, yeah. but those, but those things that I did learn, some of them are things I could, I could actually teach someone else. And some of them are things that you, little tiny things that you pick up subconsciously that actually enhance the stand up. And I was glad I did that, but I wish there was a class that just taught that 10%. <laughs> you know, yeah. I just yeah. want that. The yeah. rest of it, I don't need all of that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, I, mm-hmm. you know, and I, re- I remember taking improv classes and they helped. Mm-hmm. But, but, Nothing prepares you for stand up. Like just doing stand up. Um, you know. Because you. You really learn little things by, by doing. You mm-hmm. know. You,
0: you know? also learn how yeah. to become tough. Because it is really. You learn how to become tough because bombing is ridiculously brutal.
2: It's ridiculous. It's brutal.
0: like. It's literally a. Uh, it's a a nonviolent public flogging. <laughs>
2: okay. it, you know?
1: it hurts. Uh, I would I would I, I would rather have physical pain
2: mm. than
1: some of the bombings that I've had where where it hurt so much mentally. Yeah. But I remember being in the middle of Texas mm. and and I didn't have a good set. And you're by yourself. That's another thing. You're by yourself. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: You know. And I remember calling my my friend, another comic. um, uh, And uh, I remember we worked. He kind of talked me, talked me off the ledge.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) His his name was Phil, the security guard. He he
1: actually was a very funny man. Mm. Um, um,
0: Oh, you remember uh, your last call to me? What's that? You remember that last call to me about that kind of thing? Casino? Uh, What'd you say? Remember that last call to me about something similar, that casino gig?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you helped
0: me get off the edge. Yeah. Had you played a lot of casinos before that? It's, um... Have you played a lot of casinos before that?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I have. Um, This one particular night um they were not in a good mood and sometimes you can just get a crowd that you know usually you get like like a a crowd that you know some of them like you and some of them don't because not everybody they're not there to see you you've arrived and they don't know who the hell you are unless you're a big star Mm -hmm. so hopefully you can win them over and everything, But sometimes the whole crowd is not your crowd, and it can get ugly. And sometimes the whole crowd can be your crowd, and it could be the height of, you know, it's fantastic. That, that's the things that, it's it's like the the Godfather, you know, where, you know, they, they're pulling me back in again, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, because, um, I I remember reading. um, Who was the comic? uh, Famous comics just saying how brutal bombing was. (laughs) He'd rather experience anything besides uh, Robert Klein. Robert Klein. Mm -hmm. Oh, legend. Yeah. um, And uh, you know, even even Steve Martin, he says that's why he quit because it was just it was a lot of stress.
0: It's it's a beating. It's a be it's a be yeah. it. and uh because pe- the thing is when people see comics most of the time all you see is you know their specials on HBO or Showtime or Netflix they're not going to show the parts that sucked no. <laughs> you know no. they're going to go lays famous comic bombing his ass off yeah <laughs>
2: they're
0: not going to show that and nobody knows what it's 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 hard to explain to people that haven't done it. Um, What it feels is I still remember, I'm fortunate that I don't have a lot of those, Um, you know, but I, but but the thing is, because it didn't happen that often, thank God, I remember every single second (laughs) (laughs) of every one of them. And I remember one that I literally sat, I I was a kid and I came back, I was playing a club called the Comedy Factory Outlet. No, I'm sorry, I I had a good, no, the Comedy Works, that was the first place I played in Philadelphia, and I was riding the subway home, and I had recorded it, so, and at that point, uh, and it's always a good idea to record if you're a comic, obviously, but the bad part about it was, it was a 25-minute ride home, and which gave me just enough time to listen to my set three times so I could relive it, (laughs) three times on the way home, and at that point in my career, I wasn't getting paid yet. But in addition right. to that, I was only able to get on stage once a week. So I had to wait another week oh. to redeem myself. And I listened to that set. I swear to God, I'm not even kidding. This is, this sounds, maybe I'm exaggerating. I literally listened to that set 250 something times.
1: Why? If it was bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll keep that's in mind. I was 17 point. years old. That's, that's, and
2: that's uh, not good for your soul. I,
0: yeah. The funny thing about it was it, it was so bad that right around the middle of the week, I started laughing at it. I'm like, I don't suck that bad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, wait a second. The 10 sets before that, I was kicking ass. There's one set yeah. I bombed my, you know, and uh, and the next week it was fine. But that, that was the longest ride home, the longest week. Everything I did during that week, working at my little real job and hanging out with my friends and doing all errands or whatever the hell. The whole time in the back of my mind, there was this fog like... Dude, you sucked.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You you feel very naked. You you
1: feel like I saw a a kicker in the NFL Mm -hmm. this week miss like three. He missed an extra
0: point and a bunch of field goals, and you could see he just wanted to hide. I think that's that's, pretty much the closest that comes to us. Yeah, yeah. It's it's almost like we switch. When we bomb our when we bomb our brains off, we're a kicker that misses a field goal in the playoffs. Yeah. When you kill your Tom Brady, you know in the Super Bowl, except for that last one that he lost. Ha ha ha. Uh,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I hate Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Nothing personal, Tom, but you beat my team in the well, Super Bowl, and should, they came back and should be should beat your right. ass the next time. That's all I got to say. F him. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> he
1: should not be that good looking.
0: Uh, but well, you uh, know, I mean, I, I learned to live with it. You know what I mean? I'm yeah, looking in I the know. mirror. I'm looking in the mirror right now. Hold on for a minute. You can keep talking to you. Talk, talk to the audience. Hold on a second. Me. Woo. Okay, back to you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's hard, Steve, when you're that good looking.
0: I know. Like I said, i gotten used to it. I gotten used to it. I've learned, know, I've learned to I, accept it.
1: You know, how I do it, I don't know. How we both do
0: it, I, uh, stop no. trying to get on it, Chris. I am trying to suck. I am trying to kiss my own ass right here. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time you are on the podcast, we gonna talk about your looks. But right now, it's me. Damn it. <laughs> 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 I, what I wanted to know is of all the comics that I've met. Okay, I, I would say I know. Well, obviously, I know sixteen or seventeen gazillion comedians and virtually i say ninety five percent of them I can find a bunch of other dudes who do an act similar to theirs it's not the same it's you can you can tell the difference but it's not the same but there's like two or three people that I know that do an act and i have not i don't have a match for them uh someone who does stuff just like that one of them of course is you <laughs> <laughs> because I don't like,
2: know whether that's good or bad,
0: <laughs> well, it's actually a very good thing, you know. Because you know, because like a lot of times, well, you know how it is in the industry, man. It's like a lot of times, it, it's it's a good thing when you finally bust through. Yeah. It's annoying before because before uh, a lot of the times, well, you see here's here's the thing: the people in the industry are very conservative, not. Politically conservative, but conservative so far as they are so scared to, you know, to to lose their jobs that they keep firing down the the paved path already. You know the path that's yeah. already paved. They keep following that, so they keep copying themselves. Eventually, a unique person breaks through. The funny thing about it is, you break through, and three years after you do it, there'll be sixteen of you. <laughs> be 16 dudes uh that will be copying you they'll be lying and trying to uh trying to copy your life story uh, i know i heard uh you know we uh had chris Paul, we had uh, robert, christopher robert hold on we had robert christopher, on, and we had him on and we had him on and he, was, he used to be a tennis instructor before he got a sitcom but what about you
2: yeah uh i
0: also um i know he was a tennis instructor uh, i was a high lie instructor uh <laughs> You know, and I, I I started out in northern Florida, yeah, and uh, <laughs> they'll just they'll just copy the crap out of you, and you know. That, but that's that's the good thing about it because now you you don't have anybody that's that's doing what you're doing. And well,
1: that's good. It's good and bad. Sometimes, sometimes I wish I had a different act. Sometimes I wish that um I was uh hackier in a way Mm -hmm. because because it's like lowest common denominator Mm -hmm. um, keeps you um, more people can relate to lowest common denominator than than someone who's unique if if that makes any sense. Yeah, it makes
0: perfect Um, sense. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Easily digestible bites.
1: Yeah, sometimes sometimes it's frustrating because you you it's not like I to try to be different. It's just, I guess I am. But, but, uh, you, then you'll see someone really hacky, um, doing well. And you're like, oh, maybe I should be hackier.
0: We'll be back right after this short message. And now back to the show.
1: You know, just, you know, we're right a little bit different. You know, I, uh, you know, I do, uh, I do little vignettes, I guess, you no. know, and, uh, and, uh, it's, uh, I, I wish I, nowadays it seems like it's, um, now they want a, a like a
2: story in your act, mm-hmm. like a, a little story, mm-hmm. you know, of,
1: you know, and, uh, mine's more, uh, observational, but, but, uh, fantastical observation. Yeah, mm-hmm. If that makes any sense, you know, yes.
0: By the um, way, podcast audience, he's explaining that to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've seen his act, so I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you. is t- uh, hanging out with him in real life? He's observational with flights of fancy, also. So uh, <laughs> just give <me laughs> It ain't just for the stage, people. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was <laughs> yeah. uh, so how is, uh, uh, how is L.A. Uh, comedy wise? I haven't been there since like two thousand.
2: Uh, it, it's good. There's a lot of places to go up. Um, you
1: know, there's uh there's a lot of uh, a lot of shows, a lot of open mics. Um, I'd say the comedy seems. Um, pretty good but but you know the, the a lot of the shows are you know real big names and stuff so it's it's a little tough that way like in Florida in Florida you know or say Seattle you can get on stage a lot more like do in a lot more shows because there's less comics mm-hmm. and there's not as big a comics you know LA is a great place to come if you've already, if you're already there at the, at, mm-hmm. on the verge, you know, so, you know, it's, um, but it, it's so, it's okay. Um, you know, I've always heard about New York being the best and everything, you know, for up because you can get in so many sets.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. The
0: clubs are kind of closer together. California is yeah. so physically yeah. big. You can't do silly. six sites and that. You can't do six sets. You can't do six, seven sets a night in Los
2: Angeles. (laughs) No. It's
0: just too big. It's too big and wide and expansive. You physically can't do it. Even without traffic, you still can't do it. Although the the train now, there's a train that goes all the way
1: from Santa Monica to L.A. and all over the place now. Um,
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you mean if I was still living there, I could have literally caught a train to your house?
1: Yes. Yes. Pretty much. Now you get off the train, and then you get on a scooter. You know, is there a lot of scooters there in in
0: Philly? Well, in the Philly, New Jersey, oh, they have they have. Um, I'm in New Jersey yeah, by like the way. The, uh, they the have in New- scooters
2: uh, and stuff in there.
0: Uh, they have they have the uh, bikes.
2: Oh, the bikes.
0: Okay. Yeah, they have the bikes. Yeah, they have the bikes, and you you pay. I think you pay by the hour for the bikes put yeah. in your credit card or something because uh, we don't we you don't know, have
2: it's it's now it's,
1: it's um transportation is completely changing now i mean it's there's so many scooters it's just incredible it's it's changing life it seriously is it's um um everybody doesn't walk anywhere but it's it's just making people even more obese <laughs> 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 Now, now they have an excuse not to walk anywhere, <laughs> you know? yeah so. that's
0: probably why they chose bikes here, like get your fat ass on this bike. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to get that scooter. get on this bike, big boy, get the peddling. <laughs> that's why I was surprised when you said scooters, but then again, that well, area are is so huge these
2: are electric
0: scooters, oh good Lord, yeah. Oh, no, man.
1: no, no! These are electric scooters, and they, and uh, they're they're everywhere. They're revolutionizing transportation in Los Angeles. And
0: it's, they, ba- they it's basically
1: actually pretty amazing.
0: Yeah, what's amazing is the fact that Florida followed you. They're gonna have a bunch of super fat people riding around <laughs> scooters, <laughs> eating dinner at four o'clock at night. <laughs> I have got to see this, man. I got to see that. Uh, I, I can't. Oh, Jesus. I, I I went on Google Maps and looked at my old neighborhood. And here's the funny thing. Remember the apartment I was living in before yeah. I moved back? It's still there. Yeah. And that's the only thing left because they put the place where they, put, where they have the Oscars. And it literally mm-hmm. stops right at my old apartment, which means had I stayed there. Actually, I would have never stayed. I would have moved to a better place. But had I stayed there, I would have still had that apartment, which wouldn't which was weird, yeah. <laughs> but I didn't recognize Hollywood at all. When I looked at it, it
2: yeah, didn't have, it, it,
0: it was, it was so, it had a little bit of a, uh, it was a little grimy around the edges. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. you could catch a behind whooping if you turned the wrong corner. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, it, uh- there was a little, it was a little menacing, but when, it was like a, but because I lived there, it was like big, it was like, Hollywood was my briar patch. Like I knew no one was going to do anything to me because they all knew me. Yeah. But you. Yeah. But you still knew.
1: <laughs> it's still it's still grimy and 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 if if you've never been to Hollywood, you'd go, oh man, this is it. You know, <laughs> yeah. but, but where the Oscars are, you know, Hollywood and Highland is nice.
0: Hmm. That's exact. Good. That's where I live. Remember, I, I live I right know, there. I remember. And so, I mean, I looked at it and I went, what the hell is this? I went I, look, I went on Google Maps and I just went right down. To, I said, let me go to Hollywood and Highland. And I said, okay, the McDonald's is still there. I don't think that McDonald's, if you drop a bomb on Hollywood, that McDonald's will still be sitting right at Hollywood and Highland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it literally, if you can't make money at that high, every time I went, I lived right down the block from there. And no matter what time I walked into that damn McDonald's, there was 900 people in there. Yeah. <laughs> If, is it, yeah. if, if you can't make money in that McDonald's, they should literally just beat you up and put you in a trash can and roll you down the street.
1: Yeah, there's a Starbucks by off of La Brea and, and Sunset that just, uh, just, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, it, it, actually Hollywood's gotten better. It's, it's gotten a little bit, a little bit nicer. They've tried to,
0: Yeah, they they well they when I left they were doing the they had uh uh they had this group I think it was like retired uh, off duty cops called the Green Team I think, and they were just walking around cleaning up Hollywood because Hollywood at the time I'm telling you ooh <laughs> yeah I mean,
2: a little bit dangerous?
0: Yeah, there was uh, this is not a joke there was a sign across the street. That was a sign that went between from building to building. You know, normally would has, you know, happy holidays or something like that. There was a sign across the street that said, you are being videotaped. Do not sell drugs here. <laughs> <laughs> and that was one of the first things I saw when we I got there. I was like, oh, good Lord. I thought I left this. <laughs> I go 3,000 miles and I got the same crap that I just left. <laughs> well, I've never heard of that, really. It's just, it it it's was hilarious. If if, if they wow. were cell phones back then, I'd have pictures of it. <laughs> but we would, we, we, me, and my my friends that I met at, when I got out there, we looked. At, I said, they, nobody believed me. I said, all right, I walked them out the back of my apartment, walked them across the street. I said, look up, and they were like, oh, good lord,
2: <laughs> you know.
0: And it was it was just it was just the funniest thing because uh, it was still it was the first time I was actually. It was, the funny thing about it was even though it was a little bit dangerous, it really wasn't as dangerous as some of the neighborhoods I used to hang out with, hang out in when I was younger. So I was I felt at home. The only difference was, the murderers, killers, and robbers, and drug dealers, and lions, and tigers, and bears, oh my, on the yeah. East Coast knew me, so they left me yeah. alone. See, back then, the criminals, when if you were somebody that was a good art, good athlete, or an artist, or an entertainer or some right. other thing with a, that sets you apart from they people, they left you alone.
2: Right.
0: You know, like, no, 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 don't leave him alone. He ain't, he, ain't with, he ain't with that. And I was like, man, I don't want to be not part of none of that crap. Leave me alone. And they're like, yeah, yeah, he, he's the funny man. He's the comedy man. Yeah, leave him alone. Leave him alone. What about that guy over there? Oh, he's not funny. Get him.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 sorry. Sorry, people that don't have yeah, a... Sp- it's
1: funny, because sp- even, even thugs have, like a a heart or not
2: really a heart. It's almost like they're living through you, you know, certain in for a little bit, you know, yeah. that,
1: you know, you're
0: exactly right though. It, it's know, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. You, know. you have to, keep, so, the bad part about it is, and I have always, um, had no problem just walking up to people and telling stuff because I did a show. Um, I'm not going to say where, cause I don't want to identify anyway but uh a bunch of the hardcore dudes knew you know uh saw my name in the paper and they came to the show and somebody was you know how people when people heckle you but they're not really heckling you, they're just really enthusiastic about the show yeah yeah okay and they they didn't know that they didn't know that was a thing so he's doing it and I didn't it was no problem you know it's was 400 it something people there great everything's great i go out in the parking lot and there's six dudes around this guy yo man you heckled our boy man I'm like, oh God! <laughs> I had to roll up. I'm like, no, he's fine. Look, guys, never come to a show again. No offense. I appreciate you. Never. I had to have conversations like that back in the day all the time because the dudes in the neighborhood knew what I did, and they would come to shows, and then it was <laughs> yeah. somebody was. I was like, I was like, no, never come to see me again. No offense. Much love to y'all, but y'all gonna have to just you know. Stay away from me. Okay, I, we respect that. We can respect, like, that. Like when we can respect show, that.
1: When they come up to you and they say, "It wasn't that great what I did. It, it didn't it help you. It, didn't it help the show?" No, see, it didn't help the you show. You're you're an <laughs> idiot. You're a moron.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, they never uh actually cornered one of those guys. Cause I would have walked up and going, "Listen, um, I was gonna stop you off from beating this dude down, but he's one of them guys I don't like. Get him." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man oh i gotta ask you this because yeah. i'm glad you're here for this for this reason because and i'm glad we're recording this because i wanted to find out why and now i'm always i'm always curious about people's you know origin stories regarding whatever you know whatever kind of art they're a practitioner of i always wonder uh-huh. when and why when did you know and why did you start
1: I started as a defense mechanism against my dad. I was, in, I was, my dad was an alcoholic mm-hmm. and, uh, and it was almost like I could get back at him, like hit and move and, and get away with it. Cause he, he wasn't like the type of guy that he would get befuddled, you know, even though he would try to hurt you like, um, being sadistic. But, mm-hmm. but then he didn't know how to handle you when, with humor and stuff, and I think I got back at him that way, and I handled a lot of dysfunction with my humor um, because yeah, my, my my dad was an alcoholic, my mom was a compulsive gambler, mm-hmm. and um, so it was and my brother was always in trouble. My twin brother, mm-hmm. um, uh, who died, like. Mm-hmm. 14 years ago, of cancer, um, mm-hmm. but he um, was always in trouble, and it was like there's always, there's constant dysfunction around you, and, and it's, I think it was the way that he, he helped you cope, you know, mm-hmm. through your sense of humor, and I, you know, that, and, and tennis, I'm a tennis instructor, a tennis player, you know, um, but... Um,
0: you, when well, you get to a high level at both art forms, too. You know, you won. Yeah. You you, okay. you, you, yeah. you you got you pay him a really yeah. good comic, and also yeah. you you know you won awards as tennis.
1: I I did I did I was a good good player. I am um, yeah. I mean, I it, it's weird because it's um as as comics I don't I I don't think we congratulate each ourselves enough for
2: mm-hmm. what we're doing.
0: I agree with no. you. Could you hold on for a minute? Yeah. I'm incredible. <laughs> Gotta be one of the funniest human beings that ever has, is, or will ever walk the earth. My podcasts are both popular, and I'm a genius at both of those things. I'm a genius podcaster, Ch- genius comedian. I'm good looking. <laughs> My junk's incredible. Yeah. Okay, now to you.
1: <laughs> it on the, on the
0: okay well at least tell the, the people the- about your junk <laughs> <laughs> well, you, know, I, you know what we'll say we'll know we'll say that for the next I'm, we'll say that for when you come back we'll say that for when you come back
2: i'm irish so you know
0: uh, that's too bad now anyway <laughs> I, uh, by the way for those of you that are listening to the podcast uh 17.5 percent of my friends are irish And 5% of the women I've had sex with were Irish, so I can make that joke. Thank you. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but it's really interesting because you were talking about your father and essentially the, you know, the soil that you grew up in. And Uh it's really weird. He's, um, you know, everybody has, well, I should say a lot of people have something similar. Maybe not as, you know, uh, you know, a, a triple whammy like you had, but there's, there's something going on with people. Because I see comics, sometimes you have people that have, you know, a dysfunction that they have to fight through, uh, and the art is a way to, to get them yeah. through that, and also a way to express themselves, in your case. Um, and then, uh, you know, every once in a while you, know know you see somebody that, like Jerry Seinfeld, used, you, you know? You know that Jamie Jamie Masada at the, at the lab
1: factory, they had their own um, therapist there.
0: Yeah, the therapist <laughs> at the lab factory?
1: Yeah, seriously. For the comics, this was like—I don't know, maybe ten years ago.
0: I remember that. Oh, I missed that. I was long gone by then.
2: Yeah, yeah. But listen, listen, Chris, listen
0: to me. Let me tell you something, buddy. You're very good on the stage, buddy. I like the jokes. I like the thing you did with the hat. Very good. You come Uh back in three weeks for the stage, but you will come back every week for the therapy. back in the the I mean, back in the back in the back in the day
1: like 10 years ago um, 10 years ago yeah probably 10 years ago um, he's a very famous comic I can't, he's a
0: white guy um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you're not the only Europe. white guy I know buddy <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not talking about yeah,
2: Robin I, I Williams, are it you? Was like
1: a, a couple of comics that had killed themselves at that time, mm-hmm. and decided to to get a therapist. Um, and uh, I don't know if he still has it, but uh,
0: well, hopefully, yeah. well, hopefully, I mean, I mean, it's, it's really interesting, and, and I think it's a good thing to have resources for people that may not have access to them, or uh, resources that are available to people that even they wouldn't even you know, think about going to therapy. You know I mean? I'm, yeah. I guarantee you, you helped somebody. Yeah. Where well, that's really, uh, you know, make somebody realize that therapy is something that, that they can do. So maybe they'll go and do it on their yeah. own. But I think that's a well, pretty good thing, actually. The
1: guy, could have helped the guy that killed 12 people ye- yesterday in, in Thousand Oaks. Hmm. Just, uh, yeah. Not, not to bring
2: this down.
0: Oh Well, well, well no, not, no, not necessarily, because, uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, that that's your stomping grounds now, and that's my old stomping grounds, you know? So, you know, yeah. it, when I hear those things, like, you know, just like when, the, when there's an earthquake there or something like that, even though I haven't been there since 2000, uh-huh. there's still a part of me there, you know? That's still part yeah. of my heart, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, when I heard that, I was like, oh, you know, and I felt horrible, you know? I, mean, I would have felt horrible even if it wasn't someplace that I didn't love.
1: Were you were you here for the for the earthquake for Northridge? Oh
0: yeah, <laughs> oh, I
1: wasn't here. yet. I was still in Florida.
0: <coughs> Punk, a, excuse me. Pretty
1: incredible.
0: It was the most amazing thing I had ever seen in my life because it happened in '94, and it was 4:30 in the morning. I was living in the Vine Lodge Hotel up um up Hollywood Boulevard, I think, right above the Capitol Records building, and mm-hmm. um, I was going to the bathroom and. Even though I'd never been in an earthquake, you now know it's an earthquake mainly because the ground is throwing you in the air.
2: <laughs> oh, really? Was that powerful? It was throwing you in the air. It
0: threw, yeah, yeah, it threw. And also, you can see the television on the wall shaking like it's waving at you. Wow! And then it, it only lasted for a few seconds, but it was so—I mean, I never heard to this day. I've never heard anything that loud in my life. Yeah, that's what. My- and then you walk outside, and keep in mind, I had been in Hollywood for a while now, so I was starting to feel like it was my home. And when you when you live in a place, when you see the buildings and the the stores that you're used to going to and the landmarks, they're burned into your mind as this is my home now. The yeah. next morning you walk outside, and it's obliterated. And that's a weird feeling to, you know. So, so
2: you- I saw
1: buildings collapse
0: and stuff like that. I or? saw, I saw, I saw houses in the middle of the road. Um, I saw cars upside down. I saw chunks of highway gone. I saw really? walls smashed all over the place. Uh, the place I worked wasn't physically able to open. It was, it was pretty bad. Wow! And it stayed that yeah, way for know a that long downtown, time. Downtown
1: L.A. was that bad. I knew Northridge in the Valley
0: was bad. Northridge was but, blasted. I mean, Northridge yeah. was the center the epicenter. Hollywood yeah, I got hit hard. The
1: complex is completely
0: collapsing. Yeah, I mean, just just moving around, moving around Los Angeles in that area at that time for the next couple of years. It took a while for everybody to feel normal because after you have a major earthquake, you usually wind up with two or three hundred aftershocks. Yeah. So the first fifty of those. Uh, for someone who wasn't used to earthquakes, like the people out there have had all experienced them before, or something like them, or or smaller earthquakes, you think the next time you feel the ground moving, that here it comes again. Yeah. But after the first fifty or so, uh-huh. you realize you're now an L.A. guy because I'm sitting there with my friends, we're at a coffee house, like a diner type place, up the up the road, up Hollywood Boulevard, between Hollywood and Vine, Hollywood and Highland, uh, way oh. up closer to Highland. And um, right next there, to a little bit where, little bit below where the McDonald's was, I, I, whatever, whatever that place is, not there now, by the way. And we're sitting there, and there's another aftershock, and we all just lifted our cups off the table, <laughs> and watched oh, really?
2: people,
0: f- <laughs> and we just watched people from like Iowa and Nebraska dive on the floor, yelling for Jesus, and we're like, it's See, fine.
1: That's me. I am, I am a coward in an earthquake. I am, I'm a coward anyway, but.
2: I you, looked, it, my you, friend and another comic, uh, he, he got on because there was and I, I I pushed him out of the way. to get to the
0: <laughs> door. You you George Costanza him. You give him the George Costanza treatment.
1: <laughs> get out of
0: here! <laughs> I am in there going, you know, um, where you're running. Uh, it's the ground that's the problem. Uh, unless you can get, unless you can flap your arms and start flying, it ain't gonna help you any. Yeah, I know, I, and I live upstairs. Uh, I have to go down the stairs, and you know. <laughs> yeah. you no, know, would have been really funny is if you walked out. If you walked out the room running in your drawers, and it was just two dudes okay. shaking the ground. Got him. <laughs> Fooled your sucker. Now I want to. I want to. You. You told about your family and how you. Uh, you start. I want to know what made you pick the microphone up for the first time. That's what I really. I want to know that. I know why you started um, doing comedy. Why did you pick sister, up the
2: microphone?
1: My sister. Uh, I had always talked about
2: mm-hmm.
1: doing something in comedy, mm-hmm. and I didn't know what. I just liked comedy, mm-hmm. and I would always thought about it, and. My sister Lynn, I was living with her in Florida. She was she's a, a reporter, mm-hmm. and uh, and she said, "Why don't you look in the? Why don't you call up these comedy clubs and see if they have classes?" And I was like, "Classes? They don't have classes. How to do stand up?" And then I called one up, and they had a class, and uh, and that was pretty much it. I mean, and it forced me to to do it. And like you said, the, the, people have no idea what balls it takes. The first, <laughs> the first year, the first—well, I mean, even the, even now, it takes balls. But I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean,
2: the first year is just terrifying. Well, terrifying. Yeah.
0: Just, we'll keep in mind, is like I got thirty-three years in. You probably got close to thirty years in, right? Yeah. So it's like we already know the techniques already. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? All it is at this point is new material, memorization. That's all we have to worry yeah. about. Write it, yeah. remember it. You don't have to learn how to do stand up. But when you have to learn, because at the end, it's like learn how to do it
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> and write learn material how to do it. and memorize it and be able to do it when there's a people looking at you as if to say, yeah. prove it to me, loser. <laughs> yeah
1: things that you learn I I, like I I I remember learning stuff on the road of like about little um little um like tags that Mm -hmm. that push along the next joke
0: yeah
2: you know what I'm saying like
0: yeah they in in sales in sales they call that a yes momentum you know, it's like you, yeah, you move yes, everything so moves to the next piece, to the next piece, like Lego blocks. Right. And yeah. um, Those are the. It, well, the thing is, if once you have to learn to do that, when you move out of your home area, I, I I was teaching a comedy class maybe seven or eight years ago, and I was trying to explain it to the to the people in the class that when you rehearse your act and you memorize your act and you go over your notes You don't you're not doing that for the 90% of the time you go up there and it works perfectly. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: All of that is for the 10% of the time where they make you work. And it's really for the 2% of the time where you have to stick your comedic hand down their throat and drag the laugh out of them. (laughs) Yeah. That's what the rehearsal's for. Because a lot of times you go, why am I rehearsing this crap? I already know this back and forth. I've been doing this act for three months. I don't need to do that. Then you show up at a casino. Then you show up at a bar. Then you show up at a comedy club with a person before you, your opening act or your feature bombs his or her behind off or pisses off the crowd. And you got to be up there for 45 to 60 minutes. And yeah. this is your first time in this place, or this is the first time you work for this booker and you have no excuses. You have to fill the time. That's what the yeah. rehearsals for. <laughs> yeah. And you learn that on the road. Sometimes yeah. the hard way. <laughs> Sometimes because those are the, and the, and that's it, the worst bombing on the road is horrible. Forty five minutes that you thought you had forty five minutes goes down to seventeen minutes. That is they another thing. said
2: everything so
1: fast.
0: I told <laughs> I, I used to tell people in the comedy class before. They, they, I remember a guy goes, "Yo, man, you know, uh, Mister S, uh, I got like half a hour of good solid stuff, man. You know, I want you to watch my half an mm-hmm. hour." And I'm looking at the uh-huh. kid, and I know he's been doing it like a year. So I'm going, uh-huh. okay, you have 12 minutes, dude, is what I'm saying in my head. And right. I watched him go on stage at first show, smoked him, no problem. But there was one of those crowds where it's like, what time is it? Yeah, time. <laughs> one of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, The next crowd was fine. It was it was a, a, a common kind of audience where once you break them, they'll laugh like the first audience I just described. But you have yeah. to break them down first. He didn't know how to do that yet, and he didn't realize that if he just toughed it out for eight or nine minutes and just keep going, they would have, gave, would have given him what he needed. But yeah. I'm telling you, he thought he had thirty. He had thirteen minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did that in in Las Cruces, New Mexico. I remember going going there, and it was like a big, like a dance club place, mm. and, Ooh. and it was comedy night there, and, and there was a lot of people, and, and I, remember, I remember just being so tight that I I, I had thought I had a half an hour, and it was it went down to 17 minutes. <laughs> Luckily, they, the headliner ahead of me had a lot of time,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the booker, booker was like, hey, man, I, I'm just glad you, he was just glad that I made it there,
2: you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Las Cruces, New Mexico.
0: Now, I just want to say this. I just want to say this to the artists. If there's any comics out there listening to this, because I don't know who's who's listening to this. I I mean, no matter what country you're in, you know, this applies. If you're in Australia, if you're in Canada, if you're in the UK, because I know I got listeners there. If you're doing stand-up, this is something I told my comedy classes, and this is this is one thing that I would always tell young comics right before they start going on the road. Time your material. With no laughs in it. Yeah. Time your material with no laugh breaks and be, be and yeah. be and do your act in your room, in your office again and again and again yeah. and again and again. That way, even if the audience blows, you can still do your 30 minutes in the feature spot. The booker yeah. will look at you and any real booker will know they know their clubs and they know that sometimes you'll run across those audiences. If you do yeah. your job, they won't fire you. They'll give you another crack at it. Yeah. And I learned that really quickly because I, I, that was me. I'm kind of OCD about my act anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, by the time anybody sees me do the real act, you could you could walk into that room and just start pimp slapping audience members, and it will not throw me off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because I I rehearsed it so hard and so often. And you know, and that's the, that's that's the groove, man. That's that's basically how. That's bas- That's one of the best things. That that's one of the best things I stumbled across as a teenager. That's worked well for me.
1: Well, then you can then you can get off your set because mm-hmm. you know where your set is. Mm-hmm. And you know,
2: I even try to if I'm getting ready for the road, I'll
1: I'll. I'll do, I'll point to somewhere in my act. I have it written down. I
2: mm-hmm. point
1: to a certain point in my act, and then I have to say what's what's before that and what's after that. Mm-hmm. And I won't point to another spot. What's before that and after that. Because mm-hmm. so, you'll get lost. Because mm-hmm. you'll get off track. You'll be talking to the crowd. And you, mm-hmm. then you'll have to get back to your material, or you'll have to segue
0: into something else. Oh, so, oh, 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 oh. You, yeah. do, you do crowd work now?
1: Not very much but
0: uh, you know, so was Actually, I'm, I'm okay with it,
1: but I'm, yeah, cause no, I'm not,
0: if you're not, you're not doing, you're not turning notice, into, S. Anthony Thomas is a fantastic, he works
1: great with the crowd. He, you're a great, great riffer. You do awesome. I don't, you're very relaxed.
0: You're just saying that so I don't edit you out of the show, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no,
1: you're very, that was
0: as relaxed as you, I really know. appreciate it. Okay, now I just want to let you know. I wish I could play tennis as well as you, Chris. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that right now. And I know that that will never happen in life. <laughs> it's like I can play other sports for some reason. If you hand me a tennis racket, I look like somebody should go, sir. Hand me that. Give me. Give me that. Give me that, <laughs> sir. Give me that.
1: No, I remember watching you when I when I we first met, and I and I remember being with. Uh,
2: my ex girlfriend,
0: mm. and uh, yeah, I remember and, her? Uh, I was
2: uh, talking with her,
1: and I was like, well, "I kind of was be as relaxed."
2: As, as Steve, you weren't known, known as S then. Steve.
1: <laughs> you know what the fun-
0: crap. You know what's the hell? The, the funniest thing is nobody calls me Steve. <laughs> <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I have been S Anthony Thomas for so long now. That I get, I get, people now call me S, S Anthony, or some jackasses call me Sat. And I'm going, yeah, why don't you just stick with the S of the S Anthony, please? <laughs> <laughs> Forget that Sat crap. <laughs> but remember remember what I just said before about the rehearsal? It's like, I practice that act so damn often that when I walk on that stage, I just slide it out. <laughs> yeah. It just... Sly. and also some of the places we played in philly new jersey new york and 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 down south and stuff those audiences man it was just i mean some of the heckling man i mean it's one thing when you have a heckler and in some of those places it was like you had all hecklers and one regular audience member <laughs> <laughs> right so it's like good lord so and I, I was telling another friend of mine this is like he goes did you notice after working in Philly and learning how to do it in Philly, how easy every place else was? I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we worked. At, I worked. I worked at clubs. Yeah, see, where it Philly was, sounds tough. And the funny thing I, about I, it is it. because I was I was raised there. It didn't seem like it was tough. It's like if you if you were raised in a family of boxers, getting punts in the face is really not that big of a deal, <laughs> right? right. Right. But if you're not from a family of boxers, somebody punches you in the face, you go, hey, bro, what would you do that for? So when I went out to the to the world and did other shows, I was used to having like really high level boxers swing at me. So when I go, so when I go some other place and some sucker swung at me, I'm going, really? <laughs> it's like you see, you see the punch coming, you're eating a sandwich, drinking a soda, read the newspaper a little bit, update your phone apps. OK, let me block this punch real quick. <laughs> that's what it felt like when you got heckled in places that weren't Philadelphia because you've seen how our sports fans act at the, the stadiums Yeah. <laughs> okay so just imagine I'm the Eagles <laughs> on the stage if everything's going well
2: yeah
0: if everything goes bad
2: you mother I remember chuckle. hearing about, about the, the
1: sports fans in Philly throwing batteries yeah uh,
0: Oh no 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 see no 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 though see uh Cleveland fans will throw batteries, uh, Philadelphia fans will wait for you and beat you up personally. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why well, throw a battery? I just wait till you come up here and beat your ass here. <laughs> 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 it's like, Philadelphia fans will like you know, and and the funny thing is is that is that it's really kind of, um, blown out of proportion because they're really not that bad if because if you actually look at the. Uh, the stadiums around the country in every NFL city, you have knuckleheads. Uh-huh. It's just yeah. that, you know, people kind of latched onto that Santa Claus story from 50 years ago. They retell it incorrectly.
2: Santa
0: Claus? It was like there was supposed to be a Santa Claus. Um, he didn't show up, and some drunk guy got on the field with a Santa Claus outfit,
2: <laughs> and people were like,
0: "Who is this piece of crap?" And they started pelting this loser, right? <laughs> And they make it sound like, oh, Philadelphia's they threw snowballs at yeah, yeah. Santa Claus. No, it was some drunk guy in a Santa outfit, and they were like, "Get yeah. this guy out of here!" And it just and the story took on a life of its own. And now, 50 years later, this happened before I was born. I'm a 50 year old man, and they go, yeah. "You know, uh, they threw snowballs at Santa Claus." Could you do any research?
1: <laughs> well, I always remember. I always remember uh, the Eagles used to play in that veteran stadium yes, veterans sta- oh
0: now that that now that stadium was no that stadium almost lived up to the damn reputation but
1: that, that, and it looked it, the surface of it always looked like it was hard as a rock
0: no rock was was not as hard as the turf dust oh. <laughs> it was it I was, was remember like a lot of injuries there because it looked like it
1: was it was concrete
0: it was like it looked no. it was, it was kind of like painted uh it's like he took some cement and painted it it was horrible. Yeah. And yeah. the stadium was horrible, and there was a it was a level. You know they have the num- numeric uh, seating charts. Uh, the yeah. section for the Rockheads was called the set was the seven hundred level, uh, Veteran Stadium. And dude, you did not want to go there wearing a Dallas Cowboy outfit or uh-huh. a Giants <laughs> outfit or red. It's like it's, it's like going. Hey, there's a bull over there. I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go and run in front of it and run around a lot. Hey, there's some pit right. bulls. I'm gonna my ass and jump in front of so
2: them. Would they, they actually beat up a
1: guy if he has a Dallas? Just because he's a Dallas fan?
0: <laughs> yeah, that is one of the. I mean, people, the Philadelphia Eagles fans. There's what a half a million words in the English diction in the English language. Uh-huh. The if you take all the words for hate and you squeeze them together and made a juice out of them uh, it still would not be strong enough to describe
1: <laughs> oh you can you can answer this for me mm-hmm. why why do people supposedly in
0: Philadelphia call the eagles the eagles oh that's that's just the south philadelphia accent it's people from oh, south Philly. It it's like there's the eagles the eagles I G G L E S. That's just their accent in South Philly. The Eagles. Yeah. Eagles. It's the it's the it's it you know, it's a it, hey, hey, we can talk about the Eagles. Right Oh, really? Hey, let me okay. tell you something right now. We're gonna go downtown to South Philadelphia, we're gonna have a couple cheesesteaks, we're gonna go see the Eagles. Right? <laughs> have a couple beers <laughs> It's like it's like most of my friends from South Philadelphia uh, from back in the day, sounded just like that. He, hey Steve, listen, um, I'm, uh, we, we're gonna come this, we gonna come see your show down there, do the thing there, right? After the show, we are gonna go through a couple of bars, right? And get a couple cheesesteaks. We are gonna chase a couple of chicks, see if we can get a, and then um, <laughs> <we're gonna>
2: go, <laughs> and I'm sitting
0: there going, I, I remember one guy goes, uh, see back then you you could be not PC. So, you know, we were both, we would say stuff about each other that I, because this is being recorded, that I'm not going to repeat, but it was all in good fun. And, uh, and I used to, I used to joke about, uh, they would, they would go, how the hell are you from Philadelphia? You ain't got a freaking accent. And I'm going, how? Really, you don't. and I said, how are you from Philadelphia? And you have 12 accents <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I have no idea why I don't, I, ne- I, I just never did. I think it was probably because, wow. uh, you know, it's probably you know, I just, I, I, just, I just never had any kind of accent, and I, I have absolutely no idea why, because people don't, re- people go, you're from Philly, and I go, yeah. yeah, and they go, you don't sound like from Philly, and then I stab yeah. them, and then they're like, oh, okay, he's from Philly. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's my accent. Is <laughs> it? A- my accent just stabbed you
0: yeah my accent man, I got news for you you don't think I'm Philadelphia and then I beat the crap out of him and go
2: E-A-G-L-E-S
0: and then <laughs> the I run away from
2: them same thing with uh, people from Boston I've, I've heard people have thick accents
0: and then some who don't have any accent at all it is hilarious it is it's hilarious bizarre. sometimes it's because a person is a transplant from another area and yeah. but the thing is, I'm not a transplant. <laughs> I was born down there, so.
1: <laughs> now, do do people in Southern California have an accent? Yeah, you do. <laughs> are, are you serious?
2: Really?
0: Yeah, you do. It's 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 also it's not only it's not only an accent, but it's also like you see how fast I'm talking right now. Uh huh. For where I am, which is the northeast corridor of the United States, this is almost right. this is like one third speed.
2: Really? Yeah. Talks really fast
0: there. yeah, and the reason I, the reason I'm I'm talking the way I do now is because I lived in LA for the nineties and I had right. to teach myself to slow down so people would understand me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? And I have to... Come on man, bro, I can't understand you bro.
2: Well, we we're laid back
1: here, you
0: know. You know, bro yeah. That's why we have the weed, bro. i remember the first time i I, I had a friend out there uh his name was woody and he was the stereotypical southern california guy yeah blonde hair blue eyes surfboard i'm like dude you live in hollywood why are you carrying a surfboard (laughs) he was literally i'm I'm not even kidding He, he was carrying a surfboard i'm going what the hell are you doing man bro you know they had to catch these waves, but I'm like, what waves are you? It's Hollywood and La Brea, bro. <laughs> what waves
2: he are you catching? Just arrived and he didn't know where to be. <laughs> I'm like, what the
0: hell, you know? And uh, you know, and then I found that he was he was a uh, he was uh, waiting for somebody to take him somewhere. But at, at the time, I was I was literally going, this man, we're walking around having conversations. We're at McDonald's. We're just sitting there talking, and he's literally got a surfboard, and. If he did that in New York or Philly or Jersey, you'd like, the hell's is this dude with a surfboard? California. Yeah. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs>
2: you know, it's gotten
1: worse. It's gotten worse because of, there's so many friggin' vegans here. Mm. You know, and it's... It's... Uh, you know, <laughs> they're, they're a pain in the ass to deal with. Because you know, I have a friend who who just became vegan and we, we used to go out and, and like to happy hours and have have food you know mm-hmm. clams and mussels and, and shrimp and you know and beef you know now now it's just a bunch of shit you know and shit and it's you know it's, it's. <laughs> I,
0: I, I i get a kick out of those dudes like, yo ass man listen i can't go to the cheesesteak place with you man i have to have my diet water and my locale ice cubes and my grass sandwich and so, like, so
2: even in even in Philly there's
1: a certain segment of the population that's that's like vegan and stuff like that?
0: Yeah.
2: Really? Wow. There
0: there's a vegan restaurant Ugh. six minutes from me. Ugh. and I'm gonna go in there just to see what that crap tastes like. But the thing is it's like it's, crap. I just want I just my thing is I'm trying. I'm trying to lose weight again. I'm fin- and I've lost a nice chunk, and
2: nice
0: and and the thing is, I've changed what I ate, but I didn't obliterate meat. I didn't obliterate those things. I just ate less of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I had macaroni and cheese tonight, but it was it wasn't yeah. a whole lot of it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? So and yeah. and I have a couple of friends uh, that are out in LA that are friends from here. And, uh, a couple of them lost a lot of weight and are in good shape and everything like that. And they're like, Oh, good job, Steve. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And, um, they're the only people that still call me Steve, by the way, cause I've known them for 30 something years. Yeah, yeah, And, um, and so it's like, um, and, and they're straight up vegans. And I'm going, you know, you've lost all the weight, bro. You know, if you, I mean, I'm yeah. as a, you know, as a, as if I, if I was where you were, I would still occasionally throw a little meat in my throat just because I like it. Yeah. But he's like, no, bro, I cannot have anything that has a mother and has a face, bro. Yeah. I cannot have any animal no. products one time. I will not even go see the movie Animal House because it has the word animal in it. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. <laughs> you know, and that's what I I'm talking like about those people. I
1: I'll say
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I used to, uh, <laughs> what did I do to the guy? I told the guy, I said, listen, man, you don't stop annoying me about this vegan stuff. Let me get a couple of my boys. We're gonna roll up on you. and We're gonna hold you down. We're gonna pour some meat juice down your throat and make you eat it. <laughs> I,
1: you see, I didn't, I didn't picture uh, Philly having like a, any vegan
2: stuff.
0: Yeah, well, th- there's a section of Philadelphia called Center City. Um, it's not, uh-huh. it's, it's not like Beverly Hills, but it's, it's, it's very well. And you know, I guess, I guess, you know, I guess there's Kind of close to, you know, it's, it's more, it's kind of touristy, but it's a little more upscale. And so right. you get the, you know, dude bros down there. You get the vegan restaurants and the cupcake places. We just serve nothing but cupcakes and we only serve them to the All left-handed right. people, you know? There's yoga you know? studios. Yeah. There's and yoga it's, it's and it's a great place to be. It's, it, I mean, Santa Monica's would be, I mean, it, the closest thing, the way I describe it to people that have never been here would be, um, Center City is, santa monica if there was no water there (laughs) if you took away the water and took away the pier it's kind of like that and uh, so it's really a nice place the people are really super nice to everybody and it's a great place to be if but you got to have a lot of money to live there you know you just you got to have a lot of money to live there i mean they they want you there because they want the business everybody's nice to you pleasant cool it's a fun place to be it's hip but if you want to live there, you better have some money. Because if you don't, it's just not going to happen.
1: Yeah, same thing with Santa Monica. Mm-hmm. Unless you have rent control.
0: That's right. Yeah. So you better not yeah. get out of there, buddy.
1: <laughs> no, I'm here. Uh, I'll die in this apartment. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's going to be the name of your Netflix special. <laughs> 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 just have the whole, just have the set look like your apartment behind you when you do your act. by the way if you do that and it becomes a big hit in a sitcom I want to cut just want to let you know right now we're recording this and this is going to be heard in several countries just want to point that out (laughs) this is going to be heard in several countries so if this becomes a big deal and you you become a big star for this crap I have it recorded and it will be on Saturday and people will hear it and I want to cut that's all I'm saying consider this my claim on the copyright
1: (laughs) I, I do have a good place here.
2: I I love it here. Yeah. Well I stayed there. I remember I've been
1: asking S to come back for years and years.
2: Years and years.
0: Hey man, look, the moment the restraining order lapses <laughs> I'm there, baby. <laughs> oh man, we have come to the end of this episode, baby. Oh uh, We have come is to at, at, Did I or did I not tell you this is gonna be fun? I told you you were going to have fun, man. We always have fun. We rap on the phone, and do this yeah. kind of thing. This is just the first time we recorded it, and people are going to actually hear this.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I don't think they'll be bored. I think, I think we were fascinating.
0: Well, of course.
1: Yeah, man, this is good stuff. <laughs> what the hell
0: is wrong with you? <laughs> okay, all right, all folks. Right, I just want to say, everybody. Uh, this is my boy Chris Porter. Chris, have you got websites or anything you want to let everybody yeah, know about?
2: Yeah, uh, I, I do. Um, I do shows at
1: uh, recovery houses throughout Southern California for stage time, and kind, kind of, uh, you know, because my my brother was a you know drug addict, and my dad was an alcoholic, and kind of give back. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a a website called Recovery Through Laughter. And you can go on there and and check check me out. And uh and uh I will yeah, you will see see my stuff. And uh I also do voiceover. I uh yeah. And
2: uh Steve was it was fantastic talking with you.
0: Well thank you very much, good friend. Everybody, check out my boy Chris This is the man.
2: Yeah.
0: The man. And now and after this show is over I, I, I officially don't, don't owe any, care, any money I anymore.
1: Love this guy. <laughs> love this guy.
0: And uh, and I miss him. miss you too my brother. We will I will see you soon when I come out there and folks, this episode is over. Yeah. This episode is over and That's thank you for listening you bastards all around the world. Bye. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thank you for checking out the show. Much love to everybody. I appreciate you. Much love to you. And I will see you again next time.